Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Don Power, Power System Designs podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got uh, Basil Nasri. He's with uh, IBC Solar, and he's going to talk about a uh, project that they're doing in Malaysia, a 1.5 megawatt um, solar hybrid project. Uh, I believe it's called the Tanama Project. Isn't that right, Basil? Welcome to the show. Hi, Alex. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, and uh, yes, it is. It is in fact called a solar hybrid project. Yes. Okay. Now, um, this is in Malaysia, so obviously this is some, a big thing for their capital uh, development. I mean, it's really important, I think, to use these uh, next generation uh, renewable technologies to serve the needs of these expanding and developing uh, countries. You agree? Uh, of course. Yes, indeed. Uh, it is in fact it is in fact one of our is one of our main objectives actually uh, in the peninsula of Malaysia, especially where it's more developed, that we try to bring up all these uh, rural places where it's so hard to get electricity, where they can only have about two or three hours worth of power. So uh, it's um, as a government itself, it's it's their objective to help uh, these our uh, these people to actually have a proper power supply line so that at least they can have a live a much more comfortable lifestyle, yes. Right. Now, 1.5 megawatts mm-hmm. from an American standpoint is not a lot of power in a generating plant, but I imagine that it's got a lot of, going to get a lot of legs in Malaysia. Mm. Well, uh, this, uh, well, that may be true. However, you have to look at it this way. In, in terms of uh, off-grid, uh, where the power re- literally uh, runs on its own, it, it is not connected to any of the national power grids, it is, in fact, one of the largest, sorry, correction, it is the largest off-grid power, uh, solar power installation in the world as of this moment, as I'm to understand. It is, no, there has there never been an installation like this ever before. And uh, what's most interesting is that this is an accumulation of nine, insta, uh, correction, nine installations into one, into one system. Really? Well, that's, that's actually quite impressive. I'm glad that I asked you that question so you could put it in perspective for us. <laughs> Now, um, yes. it said, now you said a solar hybrid. What about the, that? That implies yes. there's a technology beyond just sticking panels in the sky. Uh, what is the plant's hybrid functionality? Right. Uh, well, before we get into that, let's look at let's have a look at general sense of how solar systems work. So you have the solar panels, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they collect uh, solar, uh, what we call in technical terms, solar irradiation. Uh, from the sun and converts that into uh, power and therefore we have what we call solar power. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, uh, and looking deeper into detail, it's, uh, it's direct current and you turn it to AC current using an inverter and then you have your alternating current power, which is what most of us use today. Right. Right. Uh, but that's for what we call an on-grid system. Now, an off-grid system is a slightly a bit more complicated because it's not connected to any national grid at all, any power grid at all. It runs on its own power based uh, based on our uh, based on the based on the system's design. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, what happens is, is that during the day, uh, the so these solar panels collect power to run all sorts of appliances, you name it, uh, fans lights, uh, just getting your general electricity running, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but during nighttime, that you have no sun, so you don't have a source of power. 
So that power has to come from somewhere if you want to have an uninterrupted power supply. And that's, what, and that's where the generator set or genset for short comes in. The genset provides alternative power where it provides power for, uh, for all the appliances as well as leads to the battery bank just for reserve, just in case if you have a few days, especially in a tropical country like Malaysia, you don't have sun all the time, so it's a bit hard to have to reassure that you'd get sun for three for 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 one whole week. You will have rain for a few days. So this is the the battery bank and the genset is to ensure that the system runs smoothly and so that it doesn't really die out. Just in case. Got yeah. it. Got it. So then let's talk a little bit more about the broad strokes, because I, I understand in another episode we're going to grab one of your people to talk more about the nuts and bolts. So let's talk more mm-hmm. about the broad strategic strokes at this point. Now, obviously, this is not your first effort, and it's not going to be your last effort. What kind of um, strategic development do you see? How many more facilities of this nature do you see yourselves putting into Malaysia, and how many of these systems or similar systems do you see putting up? Or You don't have to give me a number. I mean, I'm not asking for a marketing pitch. I'm more thinking about <laughs> broad stroke, where you see this developing and propagating. Uh, well, we can we see actually a pretty bright future. Actually, this is sort of like a like a platform that you can actually start no from uh, if if you can put it boldly, because uh, there has never been an installation of this in a rural area before, and obviously it's not going to be the last. And uh, for a for places where uh, for rural places for place uh, for residential areas where it's so hard to get electricity, especially in the eastern side of Malaysia. Uh, it actually sets a benchmark, if if you may put it, uh, for future installation. So it actually it sets quite a bright, bright future on it. If, if in my personal opinion, actually, in, in any way. Got it. Got it. Well, actually, and I, I agree mm-hmm. with you completely. Um, I think that uh, what a lot of people overlook, because we are so busy fighting oil wars in the United States over who gets to provide power, we forget completely the leapfrog aspect of. Uh, renewable energy, um, naturally harvested energy, because as you point out, you could throw it up in the middle of nowhere. There's no oil has to be trucked in. There's, no, I mean, in the case of the jet mm-hmm. set, maybe there might be some uh, backup functionality there. But the bottom line is, is that the primary energy source, as you point out, is independent. It's grid. It's free of the grid. You can it's free of the grid. enable and empower yep. remote communities, and I think that's a very mm-hmm. powerful thing. No pun intended. Again. That's powerful thing. And also, Alex, if I may add on as well, it's actually more, it's also, it has an economical benefit, uh, if I may add on, is um, because a bit of backstory behind this installation is that um, over 3,000, approximately 3,000 uh, inhabitants of, of these areas that we've powered up before, before mm-hmm, we came mm-hmm. in, before this installation was done, is that um, uh, the price of oil, for, to, they had smaller generators, uh, gen, uh, gen sets, to help power the power the uh, the appliances, but they could only get it for about two or three hours in one day. And right. it, on to top that off, the cost of running those generators uh, were so uh, for them, it's it's extremely expensive. So and to only they get two or three hours a day, you you know it would be very difficult for them. And uh, what with this system does is that you have an uninterrupted power supply running 24 hours. Uh, non-stop, and it is much more economically viable because you do not spend so much to get the same amount of power. 
So at the end of the day, we actually uh, disinflation does help the economical uh, the, the economical scale in some way. Right now, okay. Now IBC Solar is a technical 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 company. Do you provide uh, infrastructure support or some advice? I mean, do you just drop this plant in the middle of this guy's country and say, okay, here you go, have a nice day? Or do you actually work <laughs> with the local municipalities and say, okay, let's put the power lines here, let's make sure we have the roads in the right place so that you, we don't put this plant in the wrong place and screw up traffic patterns for the entire region or something? <laughs> uh, is there, is, what kind of, of oh, plant <laughs> with the community? Of course. Man, oh boy, if we did that, we'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, well, it, 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 yeah, so. that's my thought. It's not like you can. It's not like a, a washing machine that someone orders. You can just drop it off at the front door and say, "Here you go." Yeah, of course not, because because it has to be more thought. Yeah, you have to think of it more of it than that. I mean, because you because there's so many factors that come into play when you're trying to install and design a system. You can't just simply, all right, there's a system. I'm gonna put it there. I'm done. No, 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 no. You're, you're asking a one-way ticket to Lord knows where, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that's not what we do in IBC Solar. No, no, of course not. We as a we as a technical company and also as a uh, systems provider, or we we are, as we like to call ourselves, systems integrator, is that we work with uh, other other uh, other entities, local governments, uh, other suppliers, and uh, we help. Uh, we help along. We communicate. We work together to achieve this desi- a desired installation. So we right. we don't just we don't just simply we don't just simply go in guns blazing and we just go all oh, right. I'm just going to do what what I'm what I want to do. No, of course not. Right. Because I'm slap 1.5 uh, megawatts here and that's it. Yeah. 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 That's just no. That's not how the way it's supposed to go. But yes. Yes. So you have engineers come in. You have. Uh, like what what level of, in, I mean, of of participation do you have like actual uh land team surveyors and social people come in and engineers or you just send engineers who right. are very open minded right right well that's the interesting part where it comes in actually because um in this in this installation we aren't the only we aren't the only ones uh responsible for for building it because uh our role in IBC solar in Malaysia for this project our role was to Provide the uh, the components for the solar system and install the system. However, we, there are a few other there were a few other entities as well. Uh, for instance, you have civil works because there was some land that had to be developed to support the system. There had to right. be roads that had to be built to for to for for easy transportation of uh, components and resources. There were also logistics uh, that had to be answered. And oh boy, can I tell you a lot about well. That as as I was told that, that logistics wise that was the major major issue because you tell me uh, for this Basil, installation you one if I may jump in Basil could you tell me one yeah, yeah go one on. of the most interesting things that you encountered in the infrastructure problems in Malaysia was anything humorous or was it all just a pain in the neck well it's it depends on how you look at it actually you can look at the pain in the neck but at the end of the day if you achieve what you did then you kind of feel good about it don't you. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. A, di- yes, a difficult obstacle a surmounted is a joy. Yes, it is a joy. But of course, it does not come with a major, a major pain, though, because um, to get the components in the in the site, uh, in the installation site, 
Uh, we had to, we can't exactly just, just drop it there. We can't just simply, you know, pick it up and just pick it uh, and just drop it there. It, 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 these are heavy components, expensive materials, and of course it had to be well planned out. And unfortunately, because of the, because it is so deep within, within these rural areas, it wasn't so easy to get around. And, uh, what we had to do was that we had to ship all these materials by boat, five to six hours, day in, day out, constantly. Wow. And uh, that, that was, yes, that, that was the real strain. We, we, couldn't, we, we couldn't do much because that was our limitation. We had no choice but to go, uh, but to go with this solution. We had to ship them. We, we, and these aren't big ships because even then, because we, we, these rivers, these, uh, these rivers or anyway, uh, or, uh, these routes, were not that easy to maneuver either. So you can't just bring in like the most efficient ship. You had to be, you, had, you needed a special ship and well, well yeah, yeah. There, were, there were so many things to do, yeah. Wow, Basil, that's wild. So now, um, let's say I'm a small <laughs> government or a large corporation or a medium-sized municipality and I want to work with you people. How do I reach out to you? Uh, well, can't really comment on that, but usually you can just reach, you can reach uh, the, the government municipality because this project itself was done. It was actually mooted by the Ministry of Rural Development of Malaysia. Right. No, they were they were the original. IBC they were, goes. As far, let's say I want to get involved with IBC. Um, where yeah. do I go at IBC to find out what I need, who I need to talk to? Do I just go to the website? Is there a special page for these projects? Oh, you can just. Uh, well, as far as I'm concerned, you can just give us a call. You can just contact us by email. We will always answer you with whatever inquiries you have. If you want to get involved with us, just yeah, yeah, just just drop us an email or just drop us a message or give me a call. Okay, well, what is your I, I always uh, yeah, there is a website. Yes, we are in we are an international uh, Alex. Sorry, we are in an international organization. We have right. a few subsidiaries here and there, and we've been around for quite a bit. And we've been around for thirty years in total as a group. And uh, yeah. So uh, you can we we are uh, we you can easily contact us. We have websites, right. we have emails, we have phone numbers you can contact us with. So it's not okay, it's not really a big issue. No problem. And so Basil, are there any final thoughts you wanted to leave our audience with before we closed out the episode? Uh nothing much really. But um as 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 far as uh, solar goes, as far as solar goes, I just like to say that um with recent changes in economic in, in economy and whatever else is out there, we as as human beings we have to be open to new possibilities and uh, to new opportunities. And as of right now, I believe that renewable energy can lead the way. And uh, well, then that's why we are here. That's why IBC is here, changing the world with compelling ideas. There you go, Basil. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today about this project because, well, as, as you point out, um, this is a way to empower these remote communities to raise up these developing countries and provide those people with a really uh, enhanced uh, way of life. I think it's something commendable from both a personal and humanity as well as a technical situation. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for that, Alex. And I'm, and I'm, thank you for giving me this opportunity to at least share my thoughts and uh, share share what, uh, what uh, share my thoughts on this project, as well as you know, solar power in general. <laughs> there you go. And thank Sorry? you again. And I'd like to thank the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. 
Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul to Unpower. Have a great day.